we all think about things that we would want to ask God. Will animals and pets make it to heaven? My initial thought is, is this is a really important question. Sometimes we bite off a little bit more than we can chew. Okay, good. And my mom found me with a cockroach in my mouth and she had to like pull this crushed up wing and everything. Oh, you were eating it. I was eating it. Producers are shaking their heads right now that it could have been. This world matters deeply, right? And the work that we do here is crucially important, but there's also a life to come. This is something that is more meaningful than my sort of thing because I'm, I'm bringing Christ wherever it is that I go. Absolutely. You can't be a follower of Jesus without a bidet. Hey everybody, we hope you guys are doing really well. Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Thinking. My name is Josh, and with me today, we have a new upgrade at host because Hansel is on vacation. Uh, Tammy is here, and we are really excited to welcome her as a Juice co-host. So, Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm excited to be here. A uh, little bit about myself, born and raised in Hawaii, came out here for college, so I went to Vanguard decided to stay because this is a good place to be. Um, and I work in youth ministry. So I work at Mariner's Church as a junior high director. Man, that's so cool. So you're one of the only people I know that would ever say that Southern California is somewhere on par with Hawaii. How does that go over with people who are still back in Hawaii? You know, I think what we look for is new experiences, right? It's like Hawaii, you're on an island and just kind of kind of lacks that sometimes. So coming out here, just constantly being able to get new opportunities. Okay, so we'll agree to disagree there, uh, and that's totally fine. But today we have a great episode that we're super excited about. So you've been working in youth ministry for how many years now total? Five years. Okay, so uh, then you have gotten all sorts of crazy, out-of-left-field types of questions, I assume? Of course. Okay, so my personal favorite is, can God microwave a burrito so hot that Mm -hmm. he himself couldn't eat it? Or can Jesus make a rock so big that he couldn't lift it. Have you ever heard these types of things? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about a couple of these things, right? These types of questions that we all have uh, and things that we want to know about when people are talking to Jesus. And some of these things, uh, the th- we're going to talk about three of these questions today. Uh, and these are a little bit more serious than mm-hmm. that for sure. Uh, and they all matter and they all make an important kind of impact on us you know, especially when we're young, but also kind of things that we think about as we get older. And so, and we see this all the time, right? In scripture, scripture is full of um, what we might consider like face palming questions, right? So like right Mm -hmm. before Palm Sunday, the disciples get into this argument about who's going to be the greatest, uh, who's going to be the greatest disciple in the kingdom of heaven, right? Or uh, is it lawful for us to work on the Sabbath or what's the greatest commandment, right? Like Mm -hmm, these questions mm -hmm. that people ask Jesus, some in good faith, some Definitely. less in, than good faith. And so the point is here, though, is that we all think about things that we would want to ask God, mm-hmm. right? Whether they're serious or they're playful or fun. And so we want to share with you our list of like top three questions uh, that we've got. And we would love to hear some of your thoughts uh, on them yeah. for this episode. So the first one, will animals and pets make it to heaven? So just what's your initial thoughts on My this? My initial thought is, is this is a really important question. Yeah, for sure. Because right away I'm thinking like, I have an English Cocker Spaniel at home by the name of Trixie. Okay. And, uh, and, and you know, as I think about it, I mean, I realize like a lot of people have a really important bond with their animal, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a cat or a dog or a bird or whatsoever. For me, it's Trixie. Like if I take her to the vet uh, and I check her in, she's going to be called Trixie with my last name, Kane. Yeah. You know, or uh, if my dog got lost and they found her her uh, collar, it's going to have my home address on it, right? Because that's the place that she belongs. So for me, I'm like, this this hits home a little bit. Will I see my, my pet? Will I see yeah. my animal in heaven? Well, and this also brings up a good point. So when you when you say the idea of like, good dog, like, are we talking like ontologically good? Like, what does good mean in that type of situation? Is it good like no one is good except the father himself or like... 
when we're saying good dog, what type of goodness are you ascribing to the dog? Is it good enough to make it into heaven? So, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are real things. And definitely. So and when we zero in and get a little bit more serious here, we talk about the idea of like the creation account uh, sets up humanity as like God's distinct image bearers mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the world, right? And so there is certainly something that separates you and me from the totality of the rest of creation, right? God looks yep. at the creation and says, we're very good. And those are things that are important. And we're the only people that bear God's image mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. totality of creation, right? And so, and we know then that as kind of the story of humanity goes, the whole meta narrative of the scriptures is like this restoration mission that God is on to bring humanity yeah. closer to God's self. And we like, we know that there's a distinct difference between you mm-hmm. and your Cocker Spaniel, mm-hmm. like no doubt, right? If your mom had to choose who was going to live, she's not going to choose your dog over you. I, we would hope, right? We, we would hope. Uh, but, you know, kind of interestingly, though, like Colossians talks about God or Christ's work on the cross as this cosmic reordering, right? So in other yeah. words, like the death and the resurrection of Christ is an image and a seed of this new creation mm-hmm. for the whole world. Mm-hmm. And Paul continues on with that notion, right? The idea that the whole of the earth is going to be redeemed and restored, like not abandoned. You know, God's not like giving up on this world. And so you would have to imagine that animals play some part in this world. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like it's too much of a stretch to see that there is some type of role that animals will play kind of in the new heaven and new earth. So what do you think about that? Definitely. No, and it's, and it's interesting, right? So we're, we're talking about from a creation, so a Genesis one idea, Mm -hmm. and then we hit a Genesis three. So then we hit the reality of the fact that there's a fall and we are in need of redemption. Mm -hmm. So as I think about uh, the animals that are involved that it's it, has that changed if, if we're talking about the order of creation sure. for instance right um all of these things came before humanity was was it to top it off sure, right and sure. as, as we talk about we're kind of this centerpiece of creation where these sort of things have been put before us to have dominion and, mm-hmm. and rule over in order to more so um, show care mm-hmm. and, and show, be able to nurture and care for those good things that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, going back into this idea of good things. Yeah. So could these things have changed throughout time? Like, was there a difference between how animals were in relationship with human beings before that Genesis 3 moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's actually a really know. good question. So then, so as we kind of like fast forward to like the mm-hmm. picture that we see at the end of time, like what do you think... Uh, the examples that we see in the book of Revelation might offer in terms of an understanding yeah. of what we even categorically define as perhaps mm-hmm. an animal of sorts. So it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy and confusing all at the same time, right? Yeah, because yeah, we sure. we have a Genesis four where uh, we were talking about this earlier, and you have this 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 moment, this realization that there is other creatures than what we know on earth. So yeah. it gives us description um, of a creature that has multiple eyes, multiple wings, that sort of thing, like something that is unknown to our understanding here on earth. Yeah. And this thing is supposed to worship and praise God both day and night. So it is a it is a, another creature, but let alone it also is there to bring glory yeah. to God. Um, so Okay, so this exists, but then we also have a Revelation 19. Mm-hmm. It talks about how uh, it says this, the heavens open and behold, there was a white horse. And mm-hmm. who was on that horse? Jesus, that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, now, now we're That's dipping That's the passage in. where he has a tattoo, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah cool. that too, that yeah. too. So but, tattoos and animals are definitely in heaven. So we've established this. I know, <laughs> and so and now we're dipping into, okay, so that sounds familiar. This, uh-huh. this is something that maybe I know. And so is it is it there for a purpose? You know, are, are these animals there for a specific reason or purpose? Does that include all animals? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay, so we're going to do a, a lightning round real okay. quick. Uh, 
So we would definitely, so, well, let's sum this up seriously for a moment. It definitely seems like animals are mm-hmm. involved in the restoration of humanity to some degree. Mm-hmm. Whether these pets are docile or domesticated or wild, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like you could probably make an argument for both on some level. Uh, so we'll do a lightning round of five animals, and you're just going to tell me whether or not they're in heaven. Okay. okay? So this is going to be like the definitive word of the Lord, like coming straight from mm-hmm. Tammy. No, no, no. So mm-hmm. it's just going to be your opinion. Mm-hmm. So the first one is cats. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. You know, we, we we know what the Bible says. Okay, all types of dogs, uh, chihuahuas included. Uh, no, uh, you know, Revelation 29. The mark of the beast. The mark of the yeah, beast. Yeah, chihuahuas it's is just, the mark of the beast, uh, sure. Okay. Yes. Okay, uh, cockroaches, are they in heaven or not? Uh, uh, absolutely. There, yeah. We need them to help take Did you guys, care of you guys have pretty big flying the dirty crumbs in, on our ground. In Hawaii, yeah? We do. They fly, yeah? Flying, yeah, yeah, yeah. flying yeah. huge cockroaches. Yeah, same in the Philippines I, where I grew up. Awful. Like I had a moment horrific. where my parents had to take a cockroach out of my mouth when oh. I was two years old. Uh, okay, wait. So we didn't plan for this. I know. There, but I we're going to talk. Can we do a quick Here we go. story on this? Can you fill us Yeah, in I was a baby. And my mom found me with a cockroach in my mouth. And she had to, like, pull this crushed up wing and everything. Oh, you were eating it. I was eating it. Oh, my I gosh. Was, I was eating it. Okay. It was an accident. It was It was intentional. In just a little bit, we're also going to talk about food in heaven. So, you know, I, we could get a variation. There's of not a lot of things that make me th- sick to even think about, but like, hey, you know, that uh, near the list. So, it's possible. Okay. Cockroaches in heaven. They're going to help pick up the crumbs. Okay. Monkeys. Monkeys. All breeds of monkey. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do they have souls? Do they, I mean, they think at a higher level than any other creature? Okay. Really uh, aquatic animals. So, aquatic like dolphins, animals? let's say. Why not? Okay. Why not? Good. We got Why a variety not? of cockroaches, monkeys, sure. and yeah, 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 yeah. All things animals. that you shouldn't eat, but you probably can if you try <laughs> hard enough. Uh, so as we transition into this idea of eating and enjoying food, right? Um, this to me is probably one of the most personal things about not just youth ministry, but about ministry in general, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how to plan an event. I don't do anything event related in church ministry that doesn't have Without food. food, like as a yes. central part of yes. it. You know, it's like eighty five percent of my budget is food basically for mm-hmm, every year mm-hmm. for when we're doing stuff. So uh, your favorite food and your least favorite food, what are they? Oh, um, favorite food is salmon. Okay, I mean, salmon. makes sense. Um, least favorite food. So you said it's you're cockroach. from, you said that you're oh, from okay. the Philippines, I right? Am. Okay, how long did you live in the Philippines? Uh, for several years. So you know back. what balut is? Uh-huh, have uh, you had I have been to the Philippines and that is a delicacy. Uh-huh, uh, it's, my wife, it's like one of my wife's favorite snacks. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not allowed in our house, but it's one of her favorites now. That is it's a fermented, <laughs> if you don't know, fermented duck egg. Yeah. De- yeah. And you can still, like, catch a bit and of the fur. I, it's just, it's the whole process of, like, seeing the baby bird that, uh-huh. is, that is slimy yeah. and then could yeah. have a beak on it. Yeah. Could have some feathers. You get what you get. Yeah. But you, you know. Well, and that's, you know, it's kind of like one of the prizes. Salt. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the prizes, right? You don't know. And, okay, so this actually brings up a good point, right? When we talk about this idea of, like, will there be food in heaven, Oftentimes, that comes with a lot of preconceived notions as to what we think sure. is considered good food. That right, and so you know, I agree with Does you. Does this have limitations? Yeah, this like is... balut is not something that uh-huh. I would want to eat. But my wife would fight me, would fist fight me for saying something this like that. This has got to be here. Yeah. This is at my yeah. feast. We talk about the feast right. that we're going to be entering into. Right. So, like, uh-huh. as we get into this like messianic banquet table that mm-hmm. we are all invited to, is like the question becomes: What does it look like for us to say that? Yeah, food is a 
uh, crucial part of heaven, right? Sure. And the role that it plays in the centrality of what it does for not just like relational intimacy, but for like friendship, for like breaking boundaries, mm-hmm. for establishing peace treaties, like all of those things are so uh, important, yeah. right? And we see this even yeah. on a biblical level, right? In Matthew 26, like Jesus ratifies the new covenant mm-hmm. with everyone by breaking bread, right? And by sharing in this communion meal together and then talking about how he himself, right, is this kind of uh, sacrificial meal that's going to have to be consumed until mm-hmm. he comes. So clearly the imagery of food is important. So what role do you think food plays in the life to come? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's so interesting because when I when I think about how Jesus does use it in in this relationship that he's having with Zacchaeus, um, just being able to bond over simply sharing a table, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? This is a step for him to say, like, I'm I'm kind of putting myself on the same playing field mm-hmm. with you for right now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and because of that, we get to see kind of like a restorative moment begin to take place because we 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 looked at this was a moment where grace and um, and the righteousness of Jesus begins to be shown yes. to Zacchaeus, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think that it is so much to be able to show that this is, man, this is a part, God is inviting us into his community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think about it on a personal note, right? I mean, whenever we, when it comes to us doing ministry, mm-hmm. uh, we're both, we're both pastoring over students and leaders, right? And uh, I think of some of the most significant moments that I've experienced has been over a shared meal. Always. It, I mean, it's way more it's way more penetrative as, as of its importance or mm-hmm. as an, as an important thing than like a message that you preach or a song that you sing. Yeah, you know, because the uh, it's so I think you're right on the money, right? It is mm-hmm. such a shared equality. But even in the Gospel of John, after Jesus comes back from the dead, mm-hmm. right? Like he shares a meal around a fire yep. with people, even in his resurrected state, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So where he's kind of seemingly in between this like not quite fully heavenized, yeah. but certainly not yeah. just earthly, you know, in, in that post-resurrected body. So there does seem to be some indication that food will play some role, right? Definitely. And so so if the idea of the resurrected Jesus, who's kind of this picture of what our glorified mm-hmm, bodies look mm-hmm. like, are we also going to eat when we get there, right? Kind of becomes yeah. this question that, that we uh, feast on, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. So, so you can pick three things to go to heaven with you food-wise what are they and then you can take huh. one type of uh topping with you so it can like seasoning salt pepper wow. right so what are the three meals that you're bringing is with this you how it's going to be this is me choosing it now and yeah it's yeah, set you gotta, in stone yeah yeah yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. My you're not allowed to repent for this all right so, that was hard um i'm, gonna, on the internet I'm, I'm going back to salmon because i okay. said salmon was one of the favorite sure. things and it's probably um, something jesus ate familiar with yes, right some type yes. of fish i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in a turkey sandwich <laughs> because Okay. It's just it's just simple. Like you could eat a turkey sandwich almost every day, uh-huh. and it's just one of the things that doesn't go bad. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, people might judge me that I might go to a fancy sandwich place, yep. but I'll still get a turkey sandwich. Um, and then the last one, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, let's do sushi. I okay. know, I know, we're just we're just we're a little okay. So a lot of a you know, lot of aquatic stuff. The, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. And then what's the seasoning you're bringing and with you to heaven? The seasoning. Am I gonna Don't say mayonnaise. Oh, well, I, I'm not going to put salt on my sushi. That's fair. Um, you wouldn't put salt on any of those I things, want, would you? I want mayonnaise on my sandwich, though. Ugh. Am I going to yeah. do it for my... I, I think I'm going to do it for my sandwich. Okay. Because uh, I, can't, I can't do it without that's gross. that mayonnaise. Uh, okay, fine. So then the next question becomes, do we poop in heaven, right? You know, so I, I've thought about this a little bit. Okay. Right, so if we are eating food... And part of it is that we would have the natural processing and have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What about the toilet? 
Yeah, where does it go? So, so I think about modern day to toilets. It goes to hell, probably. And modern day toilets are like amazing, sure. right? And it's just yeah, uh, I have my own nice. stall. <laughs> it's like I mean, you go to Japan, yep. and you, and it's it's a ten, right? You got washers bidets, and everything yeah. like that. Or is it going to be a Jesus toilet? You know, a Jesus I, toilet does include bidets then, because if you don't have a bidet, this is look the, for everybody who's watching. If you don't have a bidet in your home. Your butt's not clean. Like Do you have a bidet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no way. Absolutely. You can't be a follower of Jesus without a bidet in your house. They're like 35 bucks on Amazon. The excuse to be walking around with like toilet paper butt anymore in America is like, we don't have it at this That's point. That's crazy. Like, is it like a, an it attached attaches, bidet? It yeah, attaches over the toilet. You don't even have to do that much work. Uh, it's easy. Josh, I don't have a bidet. Yeah, then you're just, not a follower of Jesus. So you know. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> it's like there's still time so, for you. So we want modern day toilets with bidets. Yeah. yeah. Not not a 2000, you know, 2,000 year ago kind of toilet. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. As long as we establish that. So good. So, yes. so we understand that there's going to be some type of seafood in heaven. Food is the most central part of the gospel and the New Testament largely in general, right? It's yeah. like almost the whole conversation of that, you know, when we move into a serious discussion, mm-hmm. like food is too essential to not have mm-hmm. some part in heaven, right? Yeah. To not have some uh, central role, right? Like food and music seem to be things Well, that, it's, ex- it's extremely symbolic, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, for right now, it's, it's a sign of hope, right? Yeah. It's a sign of prosperity. Yep. Yep. Um, I think there it's going to be, it's going to be joy. It's going to be community. Yeah. 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 And so, so I eat, uh, I can't eat a lot of food, right? A lot of food makes me throw up and sick <sighs> because I have like these, I just have a weird couple medical conditions that keep me from being able to like eat okay. food, which is out puking on command, yeah. uh, or instantaneously. What is and, like the, the biggest thing that you can't eat? Uh, I actually did a show here a long time ago, uh, a couple of years ago, and we had to like, they blended up this happy meal that we had to eat. Uh, but and, that's that's like food poisoning. And, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A, Maybe it was. The producers yeah. are shaking their heads right now that it could have been. Uh, but the idea of like having to drink that wasn't that big of a deal. But when I had to like put my head in like this gelatin that was full of like kale and mm. like all these greens, the huh. texture of that stuff made me just almost puke every time. I swallowed so much of my own vomit on the show yeah it was a terrible experience you swallowed so much of your own yeah vomit. yeah yeah so we, we don't have to get it. yeah we don't he, have to get too into it but the idea being like i look forward to heaven vomit. yeah I, I look forward to heaven because uh it means my body will work the way yep. that god intended it to so i'll be able to enjoy mm-hmm. things like, i can't eat sushi sushi makes me like so sick to my stomach it's insane uh and it's frustrating because my wife also being from hawaii like it's sushi and poke like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the time are things that she wants and so i have to like just watch her in there and it's like, yeah, nice. Yeah. Another bento box. Like chicken is good. Mm-hmm. Like all teriyaki chicken kind of tastes the same. And so I look forward to the heaven part of this conversation because it's like to have a restored body to work sure. the way that it's supposed to. Like that's an amazing, yeah. that's an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, okay. So cool. So, all right. So there will definitely be food in heaven. There will definitely be dogs in heaven. We don't know about any other animals. We're going to, we're going to say there's going to yeah, be dogs. For sure. So, I got to see Trixie there. Yeah. So, so the final question is there going to be work in heaven? What do it, you think about work? Are you a morning well, person? The first thing that I think about is that we're going to be out of jobs yeah. by the time we get to heaven. Sure. I mean, this is a good point. This is, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of going to be a bummer for yeah. our occupations we're working yeah, that's here true. on earth. That's true. There's no pastor um, role in heaven. Problems going to be solved. Everyone's going to know about yeah. Jesus. So um, it will be nice to not have to do pastoral counseling once we get to heaven. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's his favorite part. Yeah. Favorite part. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so we know that the that's a good point, and, and so. 
the the Bible does offer us a like beautifully robust view of work, right? Yeah. Like we are created to work. We were created to take care of the garden. We were created to have stewardship mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. the earth, right? Like this theology of ecology is a very prevalent theme throughout the way that God desires for us to be stewards of of God's creation, right? And it's something that we're like meant to enjoy. It's not supposed to be like this awful like hit snooze Mm -hmm, try and mm -hmm. go back to sleep squeeze out another five minutes you know there so when we know that right as god delegates you and me and and humanity as the keepers of creation the notion here is that we are supposed to be people uh to till and take care and respect and love this world and somehow stuff has gotten a little bit off track Mm -hmm. so do you see the idea of work being a popular thing in heaven or us doing some type of work-related activity when we get there Yeah, I mean, I think that, again, if we're going back to a Genesis 1 sort of idea, and this is interesting. So G.K. Beale from Western uh, Westminster Seminary, he wrote about how there's there's this Hebrew word um, that kind of connects Adam and Eve's task of work being described as use the same word uh, to describe the work of priests in a temple. Right. Yeah. And so that's really interesting because, well, well, why do that? Right. Mm -hmm. Because we have always this comparison, this idea of, well, what what is meaningful work yeah, right yeah. and so i would say well for here while i'm on earth meaningful work is working towards you know constantly sharing the gospel yes. and there's a ton of effort there's some exhaustion that's sort of involved in that right but this idea of just kind of correlating what adam and eve's simplicity mm-hmm. of what god invited them into that this is like in comparison to what the priests do, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where the veil is torn, you know, and it is just them and God and the, the simplicity of their day-to-day sort of things. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So we understand then that work is not a result of sin entering the world, mm-hmm. right? And, and so if work is a pre-fall establishment, then it's probably pretty safe that we're going to have some type of work, right? So mm-hmm, the, the question mm-hmm. that we turn to is like, what type of work are we going to experience in heaven? Sure. Right? What, what does this look forward to? So uh, the idea that we've, got, that we've got written out that we want to talk through is like, what could the uh, Edenic uh, command of caring for creation and serving others through work hmm. look like in heaven? And, and I love this question because it implies still some type of self-sacrificial service, yep. right? So how would we manifest that or in what way or in what shape? Are there going to be different jobs, right? Are there different determinations mm-hmm, for how this mm-hmm. all kind of shakes itself out. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, yeah. I don't know. Do people be able to switch there? So we get a job. Uh, for me, the notion of like, is there a crown collector or is there somebody who has the ability to like present things before Jesus or is there some type of offering mm-hmm. kind of stuff? I, I don't know, but I think it's an interesting thing because if there's food, that implies, I would imagine, some type of Someone garden. Someone cooking. There. It. Yeah, so somebody yep. makes it, somebody, and there's a, there's got to be, if there's worship, mm-hmm. right? We know that there's some type of choir director, or we know that there are people who are in yep. the choir. So it I, it makes me wonder, if, especially if we if we stick with Paul's understanding of like the eschatological moment in Romans 8, where there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then certainly it would seem like, unless heaven is so far out of what you and I and, and people understand, yeah. then there's got to be some type of yeah. similarity that which we can draw from. Yeah to be able to have like this eschatological hope. Yep. So it would stand to reason then that there would be some type of work that we do, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. it's tilling or caring or singing or whatever yeah. that would, re- or cooking, especially cooking, that would require us to be able to do some type of some type of labor. Yeah, and I, I think for, for me, when I think about the way that we assess 
work in today's world, even versus, you know, just 100 years ago, we have mm-hmm. overcomplicated yeah, this sure. idea of what does it mean to show up for yeah. our work, right? So, so what do you mean by expand on that a little bit? What so, I, I mean, I think about, man, what what does even California look like than a lot of in comparison to a lot of states in the Midwest, right? I mean, we are constantly living to that next hour, Mm -hmm. you know, and and our our calendars are so filled and so planned out Mm -hmm. um, and living to the expectations of what we need to do and prove and the X amount of things that we need to accomplish in sort of a day. And I I, I think with that, right, at the end of the day, we're feeling so much exhaustion, right? And well, with God, is is that work restful? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think he actually kind of talks about that, right? That that work is something that at the end of the day, you feel like there is a completion to mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So our overcomplicated way of thinking it, I don't know that we can comprehend sure. what work really looks like. Something that has to deal with rest involved in it um, might feel a little bit too out of our reach. Okay, so something that, so you would say that it's something that maybe isn't tedious yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so then let's let's kind of move out of the ethereal realm as we kind of like wrap up a little bit here. And let's talk about like, what does work look like? Or how are things that we can do as people, right? Whether we're young or we're middle-aged or old, like what are a couple of ways that we can kind of simplify this work process for us as we try and practice and prepare sure. for heaven? What, what would be like two or three pieces of key pieces of advice you would give people? Yeah, I mean, I think this all goes back into, we're always, we're always especially as Christians saying, find your calling, mm-hmm. find your purpose, right? I think an exhaustive work is gonna be something where you're not being fulfilled, right? But when you're doing something that you're fulfilled, you can realize that you can stretch the 40 hours a little bit sure. because it's something that it's like, man, I, I know that this is something that God has instilled in me that is a part of me and so mm-hmm. forth. So I would say that being one thing is understanding the clarity of, your, your calling, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. really putting that before God. I think also realizing that sometimes we bite off a little bit more than we can chew. Okay, good. And so do we have to, you know, oh, nice, do we nice. have to? And being wildly important with how it is that we, we use our time, what we say yes yeah. to, what we say no to. Yeah, so, so I've heard calling defined as like your deepest passions meeting mm-hmm. the world's greatest need, right? So the things that you feel driven to do that make the most good up in the kingdom mm-hmm. for people there. So, uh in my you know experience with this, it was like ministry was the only thing I could do, right? Like yeah. I ran from church yeah. work. I ran from church for a long time mm. and every other door was kind of shut largely in my face and very loudly <laughs> until ministry was the only thing that was there. And, but I like how even in what you were talking about, there was no kind of mention to like money. There was no mention to like uh, kind of worldly yeah. understandings of success. And why do you think that's such a, that the Christian understanding of work or even the value of like, the way that we interact mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the world is so markedly different than what we see kind of in like the standard world yeah. answer for what we're supposed to do with our lives. Well, I think it has to be different, right? Okay. Because let's just say, um, let you talked a little bit about kind of running away from mm-hmm. being a pastor or that sort of calling, but knowing that that's where you ended up, yep. and, right? But vice versa, I think about the person who's running towards that as if they feel like I have to be a pastor, mm-hmm. I have to be this sort of thing, as if it creates some sort of hierarchy on what's expected of sure. us, right? And so I think if it puts us at this same sort of playing field that in whatever it is that we do, but if we're acclimated in our calling, um, it's, it's, it's not gonna be about the money, it's not gonna be about the hierarchy, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be about, this is something that is more meaningful than my sort of thing because I'm, I'm bringing Christ wherever mm. it is that I go. Yeah, so that's really yeah. good. So so your answer, it has to be different because the world that we're stepping into will be markedly mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So of course, the way that we practice our rhythms as Christians and followers of Jesus is going to look vastly 
kind of different for yeah. the world or then, then in kind of comparison mm-hmm. with the people mm-hmm. that we talk to. And so, okay, so this is really awesome, right? The idea of being able to uh, kind of laugh and joke about some of this stuff, Definitely. but really kind of uh, try and think through the realities of like the life that we preach to people all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like we all want to go to heaven. Everybody wants to, to have that for them. And so to spend even a few moments kind of talking or, or even moving through that kind of reminds us that like, hey, it's not just this world matters deeply, right? And yep. the work that we do here is crucially important, but there's also a life to come. It's that, temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to hold those two things yep. uh, loosely, but uh, in tension with each other, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, man, that's really good. So what do you guys think? What, what are some of the questions that you think that you would ask Jesus that we might have missed? Let us know. Leave us a comment below if you think we missed anything or if you would add anything. Say hello to Tammy. Uh, tell Hansel to never come back. Whatever you guys want to do. And make sure you check out our app. Uh, we have all of our episodes and some more great stuff that you can find on there. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.